welcome to Multiverse OQ, your guide to the comic book Multiverse, now in podcast form. I am Luke, and as our What If Infinity Month continues leading up to the release of Avengers Infinity, we are here for the fourth episode in this series, and we have a returning guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, Cameron Giordio here. How's it going? Not bad. For those who are unfamiliar with you, what have you been up to, Cameron? Uh, you may be familiar with me from having co-written the Josie and the Pussycats reboot for the New Riverdale line-wide relaunch that Archie did. I also recently self-published a comic called Death Marks that I had with me at C2E2. Uh, so that's where you might know me from, or you may have seen one of my tweets uh, at Stop Grammar Time. How was C2E2? It was a lot of fun. I came out of it feeling really energized and excited about comics, so I guess that's really all you can ask for. Mm -hmm. Do you think it could have used more C's or E's, or do you think that one-to-one ratio is pretty good? I think it's perfectly balanced. They really hit the nail on the head with that one. And how was the Chicago food? Did you have a big slice of the deep dish or a Chicago hot dog? Uh, I had two different deep dishes. Uh, One that was... Mostly just a tomato casserole, just needed more cheese. Uh, the other one uh, was much more pizza-like, and I enjoyed it. Uh, but I, I still, I'm still a, a New York pizza boy at heart. You like your pizza that gets to sit out all day and then get reheated? Yes, and then I like to fold it and put it into my mouth. Why can't you be like us Midwesterners, where we have like eight different types of pizza? I'll work on that. I'll put a word in with uh, de Blasio. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need his type around here politicians no. you're right though yeah this week we are covering what if infinity guardians of the galaxy or more specifically what if the guardians of the galaxy tried to free thanos which is set on earth trn 629 and as a reminder trn is the marvel wikia temporary reference number the writer was Joshua Williamson with art by Jason Copeland, colors by Dono Sanchez Almara, and Photo Bunker with letters by Travis Lanham. And did you read Infinity? I did not. I, I picked at it a little bit. It was one of those events that was kind of hard to keep up with because it was spread across so much. Uh, but yeah, I, I picked some of the core title. Yeah, this was, I feel like, the least like setup needed because the basic thing is it's post infinity. So Thanos had come to earth looking for his son, Thane, and then Thane became a inhuman and he froze his dad and one of his dad's employees, Proxima midnight in a big old yellow cube. Yep. Which is where mm-hmm. we find him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more specifically, we start off with Rocket Raccoon in a bar drinking and celebrating as he prepares to tell a story called Rocket Raccoon Kills the Marvel Universe. Yeah, I was wondering, I, I'm not the biggest uh, Rocket Raccoon head, nothing against him. I just mostly gravitate towards Spider-Man and X-Men type stuff. Uh, but does he usually break the fourth wall like this uh, with the reference to the Marvel Universe, etc.? <laughs> Not really. This was like a major tonal shift uh, compared to the others. Mm-hmm. Like this was the sort of comedy book. Gotcha. Though if you are looking for a good Rocket Raccoon story, Al Ewing did a very good limited edition series. 
Well, you had me sold on Al Ewing. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's him doing like a Parker-style noir uh, heist. Great. I'll check that out. Yeah, uh, we start off with Iron Man heading to the necropolis of Wakanda, where the Illuminati, who are the people who think they're smarter than everybody else are, and that includes Reed Richards, Tony Stark, Doctor Strange, The Beast, and Namor, Black Panther, and a few others. But Reed is really the most important person here, along with Iron Man. Yes. Yep. And he is headed there because that is where they are keeping Thanos and Proxima Midnight, who are still in that Amber Cube. And it, it's weird because there's a lot of jokes in here. Mm-hmm. And it like it's a weirdly paced story to talk about because like we immediately get Iron Man asking if Reed can use his stretching powers to pleasure his wife. And then he immediately attacks the Illuminati because it's actually Rocket Raccoon in the suit that he has modded out. Yeah, I I think that the pacing is really the core of a lot of the stuff that goes on with this issue. Uh, it seems like we get a lot of some stuff that seems like it could be secondary, and then very, very little of the core stuff, which I know is a, a choice to a degree, but also it, uh, it made it... Honestly, when I finished this, I had to double-check that it was a full-length issue. <laughs> Yeah, it it's very much a story narrated by Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. And uh, Rocket's very excited that he is in the Iron Man suit because he thinks it is going to get him bigger uh, promotional moments like a Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon that is sort of more regular show-esque. Yes. Which is better than the actual Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon is. Well, regular show is very solid, so that's... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Though it is weird how they try to have uh, Drax as muscle man, and he doesn't really have that muscle man look. No, he d- he's not muscular enough, frankly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's enough for the homage. Yeah. That's about it. And Namor's like, why are you attacking? And Rocket reveals that he apparently snuck cameras to follow Iron Man because leading up to this period was that weird time that iron man was a part of the guardians of the galaxy oh yeah also yeah so did did rocket as iron man call the illuminati there or did iron man do it first and then rocket showed up and intercepted him i have no idea i I think it could have worked either way i guess i'm asking because it seems like rocket called him there making his job harder (laughs) So, I don't know. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of strange choices being made by characters in this. (laughs) But I think if he did call, then it would make sense if he was trying to flex his muscle. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so he stuck cameras to follow Iron Man and to watch him like a TV show, which is still very weird. It's like, oh, hey, I know that guy. Let's watch him. Yeah. Uh, A lot of of strange moments like that. (laughs) Yeah uh like if you think about it too much it is just really really weird and so they find out that they had thanos which pisses rocket and drax and probably Groot off as well so they end up sending gamora in to not really seduce iron man <laughs> but like he, he he tries to be smooth and then she just beats the heck out of him 
Yeah, it's about a tenth of a second of seduction just to get him remotely close, and then she just wallops him in a way that like is very dis- like definitively glossed over. Which I get it. There's only so much you have time yeah. time and space for, but that seems like something that uh, would have been given more time in another book. But again, like I said, it's a choice with the way Rocket wants to tell it. Yeah. And so Rocket is able to retrofit the armor and he uses one of the weapons to, I guess, blast the roof off of the base. Like it, it's really, really unclear because they're like starting off inside a building. Then oh, all of a sudden, oh, it's a clear sky. Yeah. That way you can have people fly down. And Black Panther's like, why did you do this alone? And that's when Star-Lord, Drax, Gamora, Groot and Angela, the Guardians of the Galaxy, show up. Star-Lord's motivation was strange here, too, I think. Well, I mean, we'll get more into that near the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> just some really, really weird pacing choices. Like, I feel like this could have used one or two more rewrites. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I don't think the... I, sometimes it felt like the framing device was almost being used more to fill pages than it was to convey an idea about Rocket or something like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, I agree with that. Like, I can't think of too many that have a framing device like this in terms of mm-hmm. what-if stories. So the Illuminati trying to get the Guardians to stop, and Rocket summarizes the battle dialogue, which is a decent bit. It's like, Imperius Rex, I have daddy issues, I also have daddy issues, and uh, I'll make sure to get that page in on the image gallery. That will be at multiversalq.com. And, uh, like, while the fighting is going on, Rocket is able to unfreeze Thanos and Proxima Midnight. Yeah, uh, this is one of those things where I know that the general knock against superhero infighting is that why don't they just talk it out if they're all friends. But in this case, it really does seem like if the Guardians do have the overwhelming firepower, and I know it's for the purpose of the story and it's kind of a light, fun story, but it did make me kind of wonder if they have this overwhelming firepower suddenly... Wouldn't the Illuminati be open to them just straight up murking Thanos, I would think? But they aren't really clear that they want to murk Thanos. They just keep saying they want to unfreeze him. For yeah, the, the lack of communication is uh, typical them, uh, but also uh, mm-hmm. seems a little, uh, yeah, a little artificial, I guess. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. So Thanos now unthawed. So Thanos, now thought is intrigued in why the Guardians have freed him since he knows they all want to kill him. And Star-Lord is like, oh, yeah, we're the Guardians of the Galaxy and the rest of the galaxy is sick of you. And that is when Gladiator, Annihilus, the Brood Queen, Beta Ray Bill, Ronan and Starbolt, who also shows up, even though it's like, I guess they wanted another person and didn't want to put in like, well, maybe that is a Super Scroll instead. Now I'm curious let me see if i can get that page up but yeah because i mean he's a guy on fire and the wikia said that that was uh starbolt but it, like we also see super scroll show up uh later on uh yeah no it's really hard because it's just like a guy with a yeah. flaming skull and a flaming body he's not very meticulously rendered although i will say that uh Especially the scene, I like the art a lot in this, especially in the uh, the framing scenes. Like, the way the rocket's rendered and the aliens in the bar are really well done. Yeah. 
it's like a very loose but good stylized mm-hmm. style agreed but yeah so all of these other people from space show up and they presumably kill thanos which is why everybody is partying and the drinks are on gladiator yeah uh we get thanos finally finally killed off screen <laughs> which again is part of the the way they're telling it uh which is totally fine uh and then but the way that quill uh that star lord explains it is there there i guess there could have been justifications for it where he's saying that thanos is too much of a threat to live or something like that but instead he's just uh mad the illuminati were keeping stuff from him kind of yeah yeah like that in the last speech feels tacked on in a really artificial way because like the final scene is uh star lord shows back up because reed has called in captain america and captain marvel and star lord's like hey i like you captain america but i'm pretty much captain space and if you ever leave this planet again you earthlings are too dangerous so we will yeah and it uh it all ties back to him not wanting to be his dad which is obviously a deeply on the nose thing because that's why because rockets is probably going through rockets filter but at the same time, it's hard to suss out if that on the nose daddy issue stuff is like what, how much of it is rocket and how much of it was actually already there. Yeah. yeah. Comics. And that's the end. Like compared to the others that we've had, it is a very, yeah, very fast. It's story. uh it, it you blow right through it like i said when i finished it i had to double check to make sure that a i'd actually finished it and b that i i opened up like the page browser to make sure that it was uh yeah it's like eight it's a quick one yeah uh yeah and i don't think we ended up getting any uh questions in so i guess we're going off to trials yes. of the multiverse so are you ready so i i didn't hate the story i mean overall it was good it just had some weird pacing stuff which still makes it better than like a majority of the comics on here yeah uh, i thought star Star lord's dialogue uh for the most part was very well like it hit it hit the character well it landed well uh and yeah i i liked it the art in particular really carried it for me i yeah i would i would hand this to someone uh so how would you feel about it compared to the world of Puck Verine. It is a version of Puck who is also Wolverine. Um or or Wolverine who is also Puck. I'd say probably lower. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think lower is good. Uh did you read any of the other what if infinity issues? uh not recently i think i may have picked up one like as they were coming out at my lcs but i don't remember them frankly sorry (laughs) okay no no problem uh because like slightly lower than that we have thanos's infinity avengers that's the one where thanos ends up joining the avengers because he wants to or joining the avengers to help them destroy the builders because he wants to kill his son i i want to read that now though uh (laughs) Uh, right under that is Clown Wolverine, 
which is Wolverine, who's a clown. That sounds deeply reliant on execution, so I would say uh, sight unseen. It is literally it is literally a background gag. Okay, well then, I'll say better than that. Okay, so I think under Thanos Infinity Avengers is a good spot. All right. So our new number 85, Zerth TRN629, which is... Guardians verse Illuminati. So where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at, at stop grammar time. Uh, you can find me on Tumblr at stop hyphen Mjolnir time spelled like the hammer. Cause I found a bit and didn't let it go. Um, and you can also find me starting today uh, on Gumroad at gumroad.com slash C J D E O. So that's my first two initials, then the first two letters is my last name. Nice. Multiverse Q is a weekly, sometimes bi-weekly podcast. Ha ha ha! Bye. <laughs> uh, my normal co-host is Devin, uh, who is currently, well, he'll be back next week to cover the last issue of the What If, which is What If Dark Rain Infinity, which is the least infinity event tied in comic of all of these what ifs um and uh he can be found on twitter at at fred of that's f-r-e-d-d-o-f-e-t-t uh coming up i have the first live well the second live but the first major live episode of multiverse of q coming up that is going to be on may the 11th as part of columbus podfest i'll be going on that friday night after war rocket ajax so you can get a ticket for just that night for 20 dollars, or a ticket for all four nights of the podfest which is thursday the 10th through sunday the 13th for only 40 dollars. and i mean that saturday night we're going to have sawbones and some other mcelroy adjacent projects and lots of other very good podcasts so if you like different podcasts that is great i will also be at space which is going to be next week when this episode goes up uh which is going to be next week when this episode goes up which is april 28th it is a free show in columbus ohio focusing on comics and that will be the first place that I have the Exiled related cards. Uh, Multiverse Q and Exiled are spent on podcasts are Patreon sponsored projects, where for as little as a dollar a month, you get early episodes of Multiverse Q, or you get early episodes of Exiled and all sorts of other goodies. Uh, if you can't donate money, leaving a review or following the show on Twitter at, at Multiverse Q is very helpful and you can find me on twitter at at coltrek that's k-o-l-t-r-e-g or at lukehair.com that's l-u-k-e-h-e-r-r cameron thank you again for coming on thank you for having me always a pleasure Mm -hmm. well sometimes we get long episodes and sometimes we get short ones such as sometimes yeah until next time this one's for hank peace